What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode three of Views from the Horseshoe podcast. Got a full house today. Got everybody in attendance. I'm just now seeing Robert's wearing an Astros hat, so that's I may kick him out now. But Darius is here too, guys. What's going on? Yep, here. You know, glad to be back. It's been a interesting week and a half, not only you know personal life, but also in the world of sports, specifically looking at MTSU. Robert, what you thinking, bro? Man, I just I'm glad to be here on the first show. Glad to just be with my guys or whatever. Uh, I mean, MTSU's football, big win, big win against Marshall. So I look, I look forward to talking about it. We should. I mean, it's a win. I mean, it feels good to talk about a win, right? I, I project them. I mean, we had Noah Maddox in here last week. We we did our picks, not really picks, but just kind of. Could they cover the spread, which I, I had them. I mean, it was 10.5, I think the line was at the very end. Had them covering the spread, didn't have them winning. But you force six turnovers, normally you're going to win the game. I think something interesting that we haven't really pointed out with MTSU is they seem to be a home team. And I don't really understand that because it doesn't really seem like the home crowd is that into MTSU. But for some reason, every time they come home, they play like rock stars, like really like. It's something about maybe the home cooking. I don't know if what what they're feeding them at the hotels or what, what they're eating, you know, before the game or, you know, maybe their girlfriends out in the stand. I don't know what's going on, but literally MTSU, when they play at home, it's just a different team, and I just – I love it. Love to see it. Love to see them out there playing like an actual football team. Either one of y'all go to the game? No, I did not go to the game. So, Serious? Or Robert, sorry. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't make it to the game at all. I didn't either. So, so yeah, so I so I tried to go to the game. So I walked out of my uh, room and I was walking over, and then it started raining, and I turned back around. I was like, "Yep, this is not going to be the game for me." So I just went back and pulled it up on my phone and watched it from there. And man, what a game to watch! Like that first half, I was like, "Okay, maybe there's nothing else to see after this." And then towards the end, Marshall, you know. They they try to tie it up and you know, you know make it a little closer. Like if you look at the final score, I think it was what thirty four to twenty eight. It looks a lot closer than what it actually felt like on the field. I'm not sure if I'm the only one that saw it that way, but to me that first half was really what you know gave them the distance. And Marshall kept playing catch up from there. Maybe that's just me though. No, I mean Robert, you have any thoughts? Uh, I didn't really watch the game, but I mean, I watched all the news of it. But uh, I mean, MTSU at home is always a good atmosphere. I mean, when you're at home, you have your home fans, your home team. It's gonna be loud. I mean, the blackout was very, you know, black. So it's just, you know, say it's just. <laughs> it was a great win. I feel. Yeah, I mean, you're looking two and three on the or two and three on the year now. Um, both of those games are at home too. Just yeah, think about both point. of those wins are. At home, so there, there's something about MTSU being at home. But yeah, continue. It was the blackout this week, so it, probably a little bit higher attendance than what they've been getting. But, yeah, still not. I mean, I said it last week, still not up to par, I guess I would say. I mean, it, it's tough to gauge because, like you said, it, it was pretty much a downpour for the entire game. So that, I mean, perfect example. You you, you know you came out. They're, they're, MTSU, I'll put it this way, they're not at the level to where Darius – Said, hey, you know it's raining. It doesn't matter. I'm still gonna, still gonna make it out. I'm not sure any team is really at that level to where I'm just gonna go out there and sit through a monsoon 
to just watch them. Darius just, hates rain. Yes, I, I literally hate the rain. I'm not going to, like, I'm just not that type of person to sit there and watch, you know, somebody win, lose, or draw in the rain. Like, it's I would rather sit from the comfort of my own home and watch the rain happen in the inside and not have to worry about sitting there. Because think about it. When you go to a football game, like, you're prepared to sit there for four quarters. At least I am. I'm not the person that's going to leave at halftime yeah, with if, the teams getting blown out. If I'm paying for the ticket, yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit there for work. all four quarters, and I want to sit there in somewhat, you know, relatively nice conditions. And that 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 storm was no, was nowhere near a nice condition, which maybe we can talk about the weather a little bit. And you brought up the, the fact that Marshall, you know, had six turnovers. Do you think the weather had a big impact in that or like – do you think that was just Marshall's, you know, playing kind of recklessly? I, I think the weather, yeah. I mean, every turnover wasn't one that it was just like, you know, a defender punched the ball out. It, it wasn't like a, a strip sack, something like that. You know, it, it, there were several that I saw that he, they had the ball, just kind of got tackled and just squirmed its way out. So, yeah, I'd say the weather had a pretty decent impact. I mean, it was still a high-scoring – or by today's standards, it's not as high scoring, but still a pretty high scoring game. I mean, you 34-28 in the rain. It wasn't like two two teams had a slugfest or just running 90 times a game. So, Yeah, and I, I think something interesting about you were talking about, like, the, the weather. Maybe Marshall wasn't prepared for the storm because their QB on the season, uh, Grant Wells, he's thrown more interceptions than he has touchdown passes. If you would b- believe it or not, and a lot, and two of those came against the Blue Raiders. And then you also look at their running back. Um, his name is maybe I'm pronouncing this right. Oh yeah, Rashid Ali, and he had two fumbles on the night as well. So it just seemed like the the weather conditions might have played into the spirits of Marshall because when they, they came out a bit flat. I don't know if I just saw it that way, but to me. It was a lot flatter than, you know, a, a, a team that's coming into a, a more of a hostile environment. You know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it tissue extremely hostile, but I would say that any home environment. It's not, it's not your home field. You're having to go play on somebody else's. Exactly. So when I don't know when you come out and you're playing in front of like people who are who are wanting you to lose, you got to come out and play strong. And I don't know if Marshall just didn't get the memo or they didn't they didn't look ready for the game i mean they kind of picked up in the second half a little bit just to make it closer than like what you said make it closer than the score appeared but yeah they they got off a very slow start didn't look ready i think it was kind of interesting to see like marshall was the heavy favorite to win the game like ten and a half by a lot and you know ten and a half points in and basketball, you know, isn't a lot. Right. But like in football, that's a that's a score. More than one possession. Yeah, exactly. That's a score and a touchdown. And it was ten and a half, so something more, you know. Right. And it's just crazy to think like that the odds weren't there for NTSU. But yet NTSU I don't know. something's different about this team since changing to Chase Cunningham as their their starting QB. What do you think, Robert? Man, I believe that. I mean, when you're on your home field, I mean, you're turned up, you're live, the crowd is live with you. You know, it's hard to go out there and try to mess up. But then, just like 
in the NFL sometimes, like, your quarterback really determines the game. So whoever's the quarterback at that present moment, if they're under control and calm, everything's going to be smooth sailing. But that one time you fumble, the one time you throw an interception, anything can go, you know what I'm saying, go left. And then the momentum can go to the other team quick and in a hurry, then there's the game. So, I mean, the weather's always going to be a X factor when it comes to football, so. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up quarterback play there, because that's that's where I wanted to go next. I can tell Darius is hinting, wanting to go there too. Quick question first, though. I mean, I'm. A, I, I say, yeah, I'm an MTSU student, so I'm an MTSU fan. But I'm I'm a Tennessee fan. So, what y'all's teams in college football? Do you have one? Yeah, I have a team, but after this weekend, I don't know if I want to talk about them too much. Uh, Who's that? Yeah, so I I'm actually a uh, Florida Gators fan. Oh, oh, Darius. Yo. You know how mad I was watching that game. I can imagine. Uh, it, all right, Rob, move on. <laughs> hey, Darius is done. Darius is done. I mean, I don't really have a team, but um, I kind of follow Vandy. They're not playing good at all this season. They, no. they never play good. What do you no. mean? Yeah, they never do. But uh, I've kind of grown into under like like liking Georgia with the season two zero. They just put up on uh, was it Mississippi State? They did that to Vandy, but then last yeah, week, who did they beat last week? Uh, Arkansas. That's Arkansas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arkansas, yeah. They, they shut them out 37-0, so I'm kind of growing into a Georgia fan. Uh, now you're Florida Gators. That was that was a big win over Alabama, man, I I, I would say. Was that Alabama that y'all played? Y'all beat? No, not, not even they close. Beat, they beat us, but that's just kind of. But we end up losing against Kentucky, which yeah. that was – the most insane, like, last possession was. That's just an ugly game. Yeah, yeah I don't understand as to why they thought that that would be the play to get us to win. Like, at no point would that was that play worth even throwing up. Like, I don't know. Kick a field goal, make it look close. I don't I don't know what you do. You Obviously, you, you go for it. But the play itself, just did, it just seemed like, I don't know, heave it up and pray that God is on your side and – yeah. Um, that somebody's looking down and, you know, smiling on you, and it just wasn't it's, our day. It's weird because, yeah, Florida did play Bama very close. Almost, almost won it. But my main reason for asking that question, I just wanted to make sure we didn't have any Auburn Tiger fans in here because I'm probably about, probably about to break your heart when I bring up this note. We're moving on. MTSU facing Liberty this week. The Liberty Flames. They've been a pretty decent program the last few years. Um, got Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss coach loves to score points got him as the head guy in charge now so and they've got a quarterback from auburn malik willis one of the top quarterbacks in the country right now um i know coming into the year and we're what five games four games in now he, he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the country i'm seeing some projections some draft projections having him going first round as a quarterback out of liberty which is pretty crazy when you think about it. I know I'm looking at right now. Yahoo Sports has him as the third best quarterback in the entire country. You got Matt Corral first, Spencer Rattler second, and then Malik Willis at third. He was fourth the last week, so just keeps going up. Wanted to get into that more just because you like what Darius said earlier. Or sorry, what Robert said earlier about it's such a quarterback heavy game now. What does MTSU have to do against Malik Willis? Because so far, I mean, everybody that he's went up against this year, he's pretty much torched. I mean, I think he's got a 71% completion percentage. He's got 11 touchdowns on the year. 
hey, I know he can make. He's six two, two twenty five. Can make plays with his legs. So, what do we have to do this week? Because you're facing a very athletic quarterback. I feel like as the MTSU defensive coordinator in the defense, I just try to get as much pressure as possible on him. I mean, I always have a spy on him. Never let you know what I'm saying. Let him get free or let him get to the sideline or anything like that because it's like Lamar Jackson in the NFL. Once he gets in the open field, he makes a move. I mean, it's really going to be trying, you know what I'm saying, a foot race. So I say not necessarily blitz, but when you're going in that zone or playing that man coverage, you always have a spy on him. I think uh, the person or the person we should be looking to, and this kind of goes back to last week's game, is Reed Blankenship. Like, if you think about it, from last – from last Saturday's game, he was pretty much the the star of it. Like, without him, I'm not sure if the Blue Raiders are actually going to get away with that game. Like, his, his, his presence on the defensive side of the ball was insane. So, if they can keep up with the defensive pressure that they had from last week, I think this week's game will definitely be focused on the defense. You know, and... The offense also has to show up. And since Chase has start, become the starting quarterback, the offense has shown up for most for most of the game so far. The offense is out there. It looks like they're really believing in the schemes and believing in the person that they have at the helm of their team. So that's what those are my two things. Let's focus on, you know, building up this defense and continuing, you know, the def- defensively performing but also trusting that our offense can perform with the best of them because the amount of points they put up in the past, you know, three games since Cunningham has become the starter, it's been outrageously insane compared to what we were doing before. Yeah, another note I'm just seeing right here, um, going, going back to Willis a little bit, had last week had 15 rushes for 144 yards, two scores as a quarterback and threw for 287 and a touchdown. Now, I mean, they were they were playing UAB, who hasn't been as strong this year, but Liberty's sitting at 4-1 and one right now. I think a big reason for that is the lack of turnovers. Malik Willis this year so far only has one pick, I think I'm seeing right now, through his first five games. Uh, fumbles were a little bit of a problem last year, but I mean, this year he's been phenomenal. And you look at Chase Cunningham, only one pick on the year so far, too. Now, he's played a little bit less than Willis has. But I, if you're if you're talking keys, what's got to happen, however you want to phrase it, I mean, that that's that stands out more to anything. Can Willis hold on to the ball against the MTSU defense that just saw six turnovers go their way last week? And so if you, if you think about it from the standpoint of defenses, then MTSU just has to find a way – to make sure that their defensive starters don't get tired. Because I think what we've seen in a lot of the games is MTSU's defense is, you know, somewhat strong towards the beginning of the game. But by the end of the game, the starters are tired. They've been in for a good a good majority of the game. Like, you know, more than likely, I think I've seen that MTSU has had less, like, plays ran through the offense. And the the opponents have had more plays ran on the offensive side of the ball, so with every play that they run, that's you know more seconds, more minutes, you know 
more hours that your defense is out there, you know, playing, you know, giving their 100 percent. But obviously, if you're playing a three hour game, you're not going to give your 100 percent at the first minute in the first quarter isn't going to be the same 100 percent you're giving. If you even come into the game at the sixth minute in the first. Exactly. So that's another thing like in tissues has to focus on trying to keep their defense on the field, but not on the field the entire time. Because if you're on the field for too long, you get exhausted. You know, you feel like, oh, well, if I'm out here forever, then it just feels like it's all dependent on me. And that's what we don't want. We don't want the team to feel like, you know, defensively, they're they're the only thing that can, you know, get us to win. So, which is why I also brought up the offense being another piece that has to be, you know, big for MTSU to succeed against Liberty this weekend. Which is a, a big mental thing, too. I mean, we're talking about, you know, getting physically tired. You, you've got to know that as a defense, when you go out there and get a stop, you're not having to go right back out there. I mean, you, you've got to know you've got to know to have any kind of confidence that your offense is going to go out there and even if they don't score, put together a good drive just to get you some rest over there because – I've never seen any defense that's playing a lot of snaps that performs well because they're, they're, they're out there, they come back, the offense has a three and out, and then they're right back out there again. And you, you can't get away you can't get away with that for too long. I mean, guys are going to start – you're in the time of year now where cramps shouldn't be as much of an issue. I mean, it's cooling off, getting more – I mean, we're, we're sitting here October 5th. It's not like you're playing in 90 degrees with black jerseys, anything like that. So, but yeah, it's just as much mental, I, I think, but – but also, I mean, if you think about, like, the onset of fatigue can be a big issue because fatigue a lot of times can lead to injuries, you know, seen and unforeseen. So if your team is out there, you know, 70%, you know, 40% of the game, you know, somewhere along in there where the offense isn't out there as long, then it's just like this team is going to get, you know, physically fatigued, but also mentally fatigued because when you're mentally fatigued, you just don't. You know, you you'll miss a tackle here, or you you'll read a coverage from. You're not in it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen that just isn't physical. That football, you know, is that's a part of the game of football. So you know, if your mind isn't in it, if you're you know tired in the you know up here in in your headspace, then that can lead to missed tackles, misread coverages, you know, penalties. I don't think we've talked about that, but. MTSU's penalties has been, you know, somewhat high, I would think, compared to... Above where you want it. Yeah, exactly. There's It's, it's always, like, a penalty at the wrong time, more than anything. And really, when I was watching the game uh, Saturday against Marshall, I thought that the penalties would, you know, end up putting Marshall in a place to where they would they would be able to come back with the win. Almost did, yeah. Yeah, it almost did. If if it wasn't for Wells throwing that, you know, that interception at the end, they had they had a you know a good amount of time to run down the field and still get a touchdown, and and come back and win. So, Robert and I know about um, some late game penalties controversy in in the flag league. I mean, we we we've experienced it. We've experienced the fatigue a little bit. Robert, your your thoughts. I mean, kind of picking back off what you were saying, man. Like in that flag football, uh, I mean, once you get tired and once you get down, that's kind of that's kind of your game right there, because you kind of let a little bit of things slide at the end there. So, 
Yeah, I mean, fatigue is definitely a big factor as well. If you haven't been training and your body's not up to par, I mean, it's going to be rough for you. Uh, But kind of picking back and off Willis a little bit, his QBR is 91.9, so that's almost 92%. And to me, I mean, if you don't get pressure on him, he's, he, he's, he's kind of like a Lamar Jackson kind of, uh, I would say, Justin Fields kind of player. Like, he can get outside the pocket, run with it. And then, I mean, if he can throw on a run, too, that's a big factor. He can. Big, yeah, he, big he, he's got it all, honestly. I mean, I, you watch him play, and there's you kind of wonder how – not how Auburn let him go because, I mean, maybe he just wanted a change of scenery. But, I mean, Auburn's having their own share of kind of quarterback controversy right now with Bo Nix and T.J. Finley. So, you, you got to wonder. I mean, I'm sure Hugh Freeze's offense at Liberty probably has a lot to do with it, too. You know, he's, he's never really been a – any stop he's been at, they've never really been more of a defensive team. I mean, they're going to put points on the board. So, Malik, and, Malik Willis is the key to this game. Yeah. yeah, you guys are speaking about Malik Willis, and I just want to point out that, you know, you guys aren't the only ones thinking this. Right now, the betting odds are a 19.5 point favorite for Liberty to win. So, just think about that. That's 20 extra points that they think – Liberty will outscore three, three touchdowns three, essentially. Yeah, yeah, three touchdowns essentially. Like, if you don't have that QB power, then three touchdowns. Like, you when you have that QB power, three touchdowns doesn't really seem like a lot. But for for this team, th- that seems like something that you're just gonna go out there and do every day. So, be on the lookout for him. Definitely, you know, the team as a whole, the offense is gonna be. It's going to be something, and if MTSU isn't, you know, preparing correctly, then no one knows Bad what's going day. to happen. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a tragic let's, day. Let's for just it. go ahead. Let's we're here. Let's let's call it out. We're approaching the end here. We've dissected it enough. It's score prediction time. Well, I mean, I'll I'll throw it out there first, just because I I feel like I'm pretty high on Malik Willis here, but I'll go. I mean, it's it's at Liberty. I'll go. 45-17, Liberty. Not not much confidence in the Blue Raiders this week. I, I could very much see them kind of they're, – they're looking a week ahead. They've got Connecticut then, who is just not God anything awful. close to a college football team this year. Um, almost beat Robert's Vandy boys, though. It was very close. That was a battle of the trash cans there. That was a terrible game. But, you know, maybe, maybe they're kind of – Riding high a little bit right now, but I this this Liberty team looks pretty solid at four and one. So I'll I'll say forty five seventeen Liberty. Uh, as far as my prediction, man, I say forty eight seven Liberty. Uh, Even more. Sheesh. I, I say that because I mean, just looking at Willis's stats, I mean he's tied for fourteenth with touchdowns, and then I mean that QBR speaks volumes. So. Until you got you got you got something on your hands, guys. I hope you guys pull it out. But you got a lot of talent, a lot the, of athleticism. Doesn't look like he's going to get Liberty beat. He he's not going to beat himself. It's going to have to be MTSU actually. So uh, I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout as you guys are. Like I don't know if you guys are just you know drinking some extra haterade today or There's what's going Mr. on. There's Mr. Positivity. Yeah, I, I is, try to be which is weird. It's, it's pouring down rain today. It, is, so it is pouring down rain that, today. That'll be man. in the trivia. If you're listening to this show, we're going to do trivia probably on one of these episodes. That's going to be one of the answers. Does Darius White hate the rain? 
And the answer will always be yes. But it, it is pouring down raining outside here right now. You can actually kind of hear it if you if you listen close enough. Uh, but as far as the score predictions that I'm having for this week, and I am looking at a score of 42 to 35. I think it's going to be somewhat of a closer game Shoot than out. you guys are because – the, the team hasn't shown me that they can't score anything less than than 30-something points a game. So, you talking about since Cunningham? Yeah, since, since Chase has taken over. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so w- w- why, why, you know, why bet against the cash cow at this point? I, I'm going to take the points. I think MTSU is going to put out, you know, a, a really difficult game. and But at the end, I still think Liberty just might have the edge just by a bit. But – I don't think it's going to be as, as big a blot as these two think they are. And I guess, you know, we'll see next week and we'll see what happens with that. But hey, I, I like it. I mean, I, I hope they prove me wrong. That's I think we probably all do. All Yo, three this do. is this has been a season of proving people wrong. Yep. Like be real. MTSU's predictions as far as when lost when loss ratio probably wasn't where it is or maybe it's about where it should, where it should be. But like. There's a lot more optimism that they're that they're putting put into place to win the opportunity, you know. A lot more than the beginning of the year, yeah. Well, that's been episode three. I y'all got anything else? I think I'm done. Nothing else. Uh, Darius is thinking. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. So it's episode three. You know, I guess the three amigos are finally <laughs> in the. Oh room yeah, together. yeah. We were gonna mention it. This is the first week, episode three, but it is the first week we've had the entire crew here. We, me and Darius the first week. I had to fly solo with uh, Noah Maddox. Shout out to him last week. Yeah, for thanks Noah in. for filling in. You're you're a real one. Yeah, and now we got Robert this week. Full yeah. crew. Yeah, full crew's here. So you know, if you want to listen to us, obviously we will be you know recording this every week. As every as, every Monday. Yeah, every, yeah, every Monday. So be on the lookout for that on all places where you get your podcasts at Spotify. What? We're last I checked, I checked yesterday, two days ago. I think I sent it to you. We're up on every major platform. It yeah, looks yeah. Like so we've, we've got Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Overcast, yeah. Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and obviously Stitcher. Literally wherever you want to listen to us. That's if you're we'll listening be. to a podcast right now, stop listening to that one. Go look us up. You'll find us there. Robert, any parting thoughts from you, my man? Man, I enjoy myself with being on the first podcast with you guys. I look forward to this every single Monday. And um, go Wildcats because, hey, <laughs> let's go. But, I mean, Commodores, I, I love you, but you got to get better. Like, this is. This is trash. He's, he's got an open mind. Yeah, he's open got an mind. open mind. Open and, mind and open hearts as we, you know, end week three. I guess we'll, you know, we'll pass out the hat of shame on who's going to, you know, for next week's episode when we see what happens over the weekend. But until then, it's Darius, Dylan, and Rob, and we'll see you guys on the other side.